Fast snacks, fast food, fast reviews. Snack Masters Inc., a podcast served to you in 30 minutes or less. Snack Masters Incorporated. Snack Masters. Snack Masters. You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters. Snack Masters. Hello and welcome to Snack Masters Incorporated. I'm Dooner, here with the man who puts cream, <laughs> the man who puts the cream in ice cream, it's MSG. MSG, how are you? Man, I couldn't be better. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm actually a little uh, a little worked up and sweaty because the UPS guy just dropped a BMX bike on my doorstep, which, uh, no, is not for my four-year-old. It's it's for me, a, a grown man. Yeah, this is a big purchase for you, man. You've been really excited about this. Uh, you haven't had a chance to ride it yet, though, right? Well, yeah, so I, I put it together, and then it was it was basically showtime, so uh, I'll have a chance to cool off, do the show with you, then give it a ride. But the sort of impetus for buying it was I just got my kid a power wheel, and that thing goes like five miles an hour, but it's zooming down the street. Yeah, I should get a bike to follow him around in, and then I was thinking about it, and then I don't know. I, somehow I, I had a midlife crisis and bought a BMX. Alright. I know you're going to wear a helmet. I saw the pictures of your, your new, what, two helmets that you bought? Yeah, I, well, one of them was, was a promo, so it was, it was part of the sale with the bike, if I did some sort of financing thing. The other one is just, uh, because it's not as extreme, it's just like a half shell for your head, so when I, I don't get made fun of by the teenage girls who live across the street. Oh. Riding up and down the block. <laughs> so is it mainly just going to be on the block? You're going to go, you know, like down to the bike park or skate park or whatever it is? or uh... I don't know, man. I'm not 40 yet, but I'll be there soon. And it says life begins at 40, so maybe that's time that I'll, I'll have enough practice, do my bunny hops, and be able to enter the BMX circuit. All right. One more, one more question real quick. Are uh, you going to go full protective gear, or is it pretty much just helmet? Are you going to do, like, the elbow pads and knee pads and all that stuff, or just... Uh... I guess it would depend on what I was trying to do. Like, if I was to drop in a half pipe, yeah, definitely. But, like, just going on trails, no. No way. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see the movie Rad? No, I, I, I missed that one. I know it was a big thing when I was a kid and all that stuff, but for whatever reason, I just I never got a chance to watch it. Yeah, shamefully, it's caught up in licensing issues. You can't even get it on Blu-ray or DVD or even digital. You have to find alternative means. you got to go to Chinatown. I don't know. Do you think there's a person in Chinatown selling rad on, <laughs> on bootleg DVDs? Maybe the pirate man. There you go. But speaking of retro stuff, so, uh, you know, having... I, I know, like, nostalgia's big now. Ready Player One came out. I wasn't a fan of that movie, but the 80s are back in full force. You have Stranger Things. For me, not because of pop culture or pop culture or media, but because I have, you know, a, a son who's almost four, we have to go, you know, watch TV shows, cartoons, and buy toys. I have tended to gravitate back towards the things that I watched as a kid, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, Thundercats, etc. So those are kind of toys I picked up and play them the old episodes. So I've kind of had this resurgence too, and maybe that's where like BMX is on the mind. But it's not just in toy shelves or, or, or bikes. If you go in the snack food aisle, there's a lot of snacks coming back. <laughs> like what? <laughs> right? <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I, I, 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, how about this? I'll, I'll do a better segue for you. But what about the junk food aisle MSG? What snack from your childhood would you like to see back on the shelves? Now, I didn't even realize uh, that Jello pudding pops were gone. I thought, I thought they still made those. God dang it. Sorry, bro. <clears throat> uh, but a lot of those, there's a top 10 list that you sent me that this guy put out for the Huffington Post that talked or, or something that talked about things he missed. What I remember, and it's actually something I remembered as we were doing a show, they used to make these things called pizza puffs. And they were like air filled, almost like a puffed Cheeto, but they're shaped kind of like a orange wedge um, and just covered in pizza dust. And I remember they were so bold in flavor and so delicious. And they're just called pizza puffs. I don't remember who made them or whatever, but um, if I'd have known that they were going to fall off and go away, I would have bought a bunch and saved up because those were probably my favorite snack as a kid. Wait, wait, hold on one second. How long do you think these pizza puffs would have kept in, you know, your, your Dude, doomsday care. bunker or whatever the hell you It doesn't matter. I'd have, I'd have eaten them, you know, if they were just moldy and dusty and stale. They were so good. The flavor that they made on those were so like I said, so strong and, and delicious. And it's maybe it's just the nostalgic, nostalgic memory and I'd hate them now, but I just, I remember those as a kid and they were, I loved them. The other thing really quick was, um, I don't remember, ice cream cone cereal. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a guy on there who's like, my name's Ice Cream Jones. Ice cream Jones. With the cereal called Ice Cream Cones. Look out, Mr. Jones. Cones and puffs for breakfast. They taste like vanilla. Ice cream cones. Or chocolate chip. A crispy part of this nutritious breakfast. No storm keeps ice cream jones from bringing you your ice cream cones. Mmm, ice cream cone cereal. I don't know why they fell off, but I, I, I remember those and I, and I miss them. I was thinking about this pretty long and hard too, but there's one. There's one snack that I used to get in the lunchroom all of the time. As a kid, it was ubiquitous. It was in every freezer, in every high school, and every elementary school. And then, at some point, it just went away. And that, my friend, is the Chip Witch. Take a fresh baked chocolate chip cookie, some luscious vanilla ice cream, another cookie, and lots of pure chocolate chips, and you have Chip Witch. <laughs> Now at your grocery store, Chipwich Ice Cream Sandwich. It's outrageous. You ever have a Chipwich MSG? No, I think I've had a knockoff version of it, but uh, not an actual like Chipwich brand. Uh, you mentioned it, and it, uh, I, I knew immediately what you're talking about, but. No, I've never had a Chip Chipwich brand ice cream sandwich. For people who don't know, if you're not familiar, the Chipwich in particular is two chocolate chip cookies, scoop of vanilla ice cream, and then it's rolled. But the actual Chipwich was gone. What happened is Nestle bought Chipwich, but they also had a Toll House cookie ice cream sandwich or their own version of it. So they buried the Chipwich. But a company in Connecticut called Crave Better Foods has decided to revive this wonderful ice cream treat. On the line, we're going to have David Clark, head chip witcher for Chipwitch. I'm here today with David Clark, head chip witcher at Crave Better Foods. 
they have recently resurrected a childhood favorite of mine, the Chip Witch. David, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So why Chip Witch? Why now? I was walking through the grocery store, hadn't seen a Chip Witch in a long time, probably hadn't thought about a Chip Witch. In fact, the only time I think I had is when I would see the knockoff versions of Chip Witch, and I would think, man, I really wish there was a Chip Witch here. Was this a favorite of yours as a kid? What inspired you to bring this back? So it's a little more complicated because I've sort of been in this brand revitalization business for a little while. I got into it by accident. And, uh, but I was in the popcorn business and I was in the candy business. And in both instances, we had biz- you know, brands that had either suffered from owners who didn't care about them or had you know, lost their way. You know, I, I really enjoyed that process of sort of rehabilitating the business and rehabilitating the brand. So I was looking around for something where I was literally looking for a food brand that I thought was sort of something that deserved to be on the market and deserved to have a lot of customers um, enjoying them. And I started looking around and I have a lifetime lifetime love of the ice cream business. My father was in the ice cream business. Uh, We always had ice cream in the house. My father used to go on ice cream diets, literally, where he would only eat ice cream. He thought that that qualified as it. He thought that that qualified as a diet. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's just always been something I just loved. I started, started doing a lot of research, and I came across the fact that Nestle had acquired the trademark in 2007 and then subsequently just stopped making it. So, you know, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with the brand. Um, there's something wrong with the owners, right? Like, so the person who launched the product was obviously in love with chip which and did a great job but that company ultimately went bankrupt and then the next owner um, was a canadian company that acquired it from the people that started it in the 80s and they went bankrupt nestle bought it out of bankruptcy from this canadian company in 2007 and in about 2011 they just stopped making it so you know it was a great i thought it was an iconic product there was so many people that loved it. I remember it as a child, and yet it's not on the market for, for frankly, for reasons that have nothing to do with the product itself. Nestle, I'd heard they'd acquired the product, but then they sort of bought it to kill it because it was competing against their own Toll House cookie sandwich. Yeah, I don't know that companies like that necessarily buy those things with the intention of killing them, right? Um, I think more often than not, they buy it because they think they're going to get some market share and they some opportunity but then they discover like in a world of limited resources they you know are they going to spend their marketing dollars on um their 450 million dollar toll house brand which you know the the nestle morsels or are they going to send spend that money on Chipwitch, which it was at the time you know had just come out of this canadian company and had suffered through a bankruptcy a lack of investment so i think those kind of decisions just get made because of allocation of resources inside the company and you know, do they really want to have two ice cream cookie sandwiches? Now, obviously, I would have picked Chipwich for no other reason than it has the chips around the outside, which I think fundamentally is like what makes the difference. When you want to go and resurrect one of these classics, you saw that they discontinued this in 2011, you said, and you were looking for products to bring back. How do you go about, like, what, what does that entail? Do you get the recipe? Do you get access to the supply chain? Are you just buying the brand name? How did that evolution of the product come to what yeah, the chip which is that we have now? I didn't have anything, you know, because, you know, all the records of anybody who had, was involved, I mean, they're all pretty much gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a general, you know, I had a general description of the product, of course, 
And then I had some, you know, marketing materials that I found online. And then I found, um, I got, I actually got in touch with somebody who at one point made the cookies for them. So I got a lot of information out of that person. But, you know, the ice cream part of it, it was, was a little bit more of just intuition in the sense or, or let's say just a little bit more market knowledge in the sense that, you know, in 1982, haagen didn't exist, right? So people's expectations of the amount of butterfat and the quality of the ice cream have increased since 1985 or whenever, right? So people's expectations of a premium ice cream have just gone up. And so when I was looking at resurrecting it, I thought, you know what? The one thing I have to do is I have to make sure that the ice cream is something that even today's consumer, you know, will try it and say, you know what? That's premium ice cream, right? Like that's great ice cream. But you bring up the cookie and, and it's, an, it's an interesting product because when you're making a chip, which you become an ice cream company and a cookie company at the same time. It's a good point. And one thing that impressed me even more than the ice cream was when you open this up, this is a frozen food and, and freezing by nature tends to dry things out. But this cookie was very chewy and soft for something that's frozen and paired on top of, of ice cream. I was, I was blown away because your typical knockoff chip, which tends to be really crumbly and it, and it gets that freezer effect of drying out. Well, in, all, in, in, in truth, you know, I've heard, I've heard people in the industry refer to the cookies they use on these ice cream cookie sandwiches as dog biscuits. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not my, I, I can't take credit for that, but that's what I've heard. And the intent there, quite honestly, is to take, you know, have very little moisture in the cookie so that when, what, what's going to happen in the process of, of it getting older is that there's going to be moisture that's going to transfer from the ice cream into the cookie, right? That, that is going to happen no matter what. So what effectively these guys are trying to do is they're trying to build in a lot of shelf life, right? They're trying to build it in so that if you eat this product 10, 12 months later from the time that they make it, that um, it's not super mushy. I've sort of taken a different view on that, which is, number one, you know, my product's going to be made a lot closer to the time that it's consumed. Just because I'm a small company and I can... You know, I get my inventory faster. Like I, I make some and I sell it immediately, right? I make some, I sell it immediately. So I think that there's, you know, some, I have a little bit of a, strangely an advantage over the big companies because I can make a product that's a little more fresh, let's call it. I also made the cookie a little softer on purpose because, again, I feel like, you know, it's just a personal preference. I don't really like hard chocolate chip cookies. I don't know. I just think, you know, a little bit of softness, a little... Chewiness is something that I really like. I think that you guys really nailed it. it. It came out great. And what's important, I guess, about a company like this, you're bringing back, you're reviving a throwback. So consumers are probably expecting it to taste somewhat like they remembered it in their childhood. So you went with the traditional one. But moving forward, do you have, are, are you going with ideas for other flavors of the chip witch? Like I was eating it and I was like, man, this would be really good with peanut butter cookies and chocolate ice cream in the middle uh, with maybe even, you know, peanut butter chocolate chips. There's the, the, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, like the sky's the limit, right? I mean, there are so many different varieties, right, that you could, like, spend, <laughs> you could spend the next couple of years coming out with different flavors, right? Um, right, right now, um, the plan is to do a chocolate peanut butter. Ooh. But, yeah, that's definitely the first direction we're going to go. I spent a lot of time in the candy business, and obviously, peanut butter and chocolate is a pretty, pretty 
pretty popular flavor profile. Oh, of course, of course. Who doesn't want peanut butter and chocolate? I mean, you have vanilla, you have that, you have mint chip. Those are probably right near the top. But so 10 years from now, do you guys see yourselves like like Oreo coming out with every flavor under the sun, like a cherry cola chip witch? It would be fun. I mean, I think, you know, truthfully, the, the guys in the ice cream business are just catching up. Like, have you noticed how they now have seasonal flavors? I mean, this is a relatively new phenomenon and having like limited edition flavors and stuff like that. And, um, and Oreo is sort of taken them to a whole new level. <laughs> sure. I can't, you, you can't even keep up with the number of flavors they have. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a really, it's a really nice way of, you know, engaging with your, your consumers, getting people excited about something new. And, um, you know, the grocery business historically hasn't done a particularly good job of that just because the, you know, it's a, it's a difficult process to change all of the stuff that's in the warehouse and all the stuff that's in the stores. And, you know, what do you do with the inventory that you have? So there's a, there's a business process that, that makes it challenging, but, but yes, we will definitely be coming out with new flavors. And uh, You mentioned trends in the freezer aisle. And in terms of ice cream, the biggest one that I have noticed over the past year is the halo topification of ice cream. Everything is becoming a yeah. protein, low-calorie-based ice cream. Any plans down the road to hit that with a chip witch? No. Like a high-protein, lower-calorie? Are you staying with absolutely, the indulgent dessert? Absolutely not. <laughs> Smart. Smart, That's man. Not Smart, man. Buy. That's not why people buy chip witches. So. But my uh, my co-host, MSG, he's in Idaho. He, he's still asleep because this is uh, three hours before. He's three hours behind us. He went looking for the chip witch to review them on the show. They haven't reached Idaho yet. Things take a little a little longer to get there. So I'm having he's making a homemade one. So for people who still have to wait for the chip witch, do you have any recommendations if you were making your own personal chip witch in the house? Uh, technique or, or flavors? Either way. I mean, how would you go if you were in Idaho? <laughs> I mean, I, my, my, favorite, my favorite technique is uh, just slicing a pint, right? Literally taking a big knife and just cutting, cut right through the paper, right through the pint. So I would buy like, you know, super premium ice cream, take a big knife and slash right through the pint itself. So I got a nice circle, right? And then I put it on the, the cookies now, one of my favorite things to do at home are, uh, quite honestly, are nuts. Ah. So rather than, I, I hate to be saying this because I don't want to, I want people to go buy my Yeah, yeah sure, no, of course. <laughs> it, but in truth, in truth, if I, one of the things I like to do at home is instead of chips, I use nuts, so chopped nuts. And because I find like the combination of the cookie, the ice cream, and the chopped nuts is pretty spectacular. I'm looking forward to it. I hope his turns out well. He's going to join me in a little bit. David, thank you so much for your time today. Like I said, I am so excited to see Chip Witch back on the shelves. I encourage our listeners to go out and try one. You seem like you're starting a great small business. Best of luck to you. Couple of plugs for you. How can our listeners go and find the Chip Witch, see if their store has it? What's your website and your, your social? Uh, the website is theoriginalchipwitch.com um, and the Instagram and uh, Facebook pages are Chip Witch. Perfect. Well, thanks to David for joining us. MSG, would you have guessed that a company, like this entire company, started just to bring back the Chip Witch? Yeah, no, I, I admire his uh, commitment to uh, a treat that he liked as a kid. Good for him, you know? I got a box of these, and this is how they came on my radar, and I started talking to David to begin with. I saw these in my grocery store. I was so excited. I put a glowing review on Instagram. They saw it and got in touch with me. 
Well, we're going to do a review on the air right now. I have a box of them. They're the original Chip Witch, chocolate chip cookie with premium vanilla ice cream, no RBST, real chocolate chips, no artificial colors or flavors. These things are, uh, you get, th there's three Chip Witches in a box, one Chip Witch per serving, 300 calories, 15 grams of fat, 29 grams of sugar. It's an indulgent food. There's nothing Halo-topian about this. <laughs> And full disclosure, I've had this before. As I said, I reviewed it on Instagram, but I, especially after setting up that bike, I'm really just looking forward to uh, to jump into another one of these. And hey, let's see if there's a bad batch, right? Maybe maybe I got a bad box, but you know, this one looks good. And what I really like about this is on the Chipwich knockoffs up there, like there's a good humor one. The cookies tend to be really dry and really crumbly. This one has a nice, soft cookie. Let me give this a bite, though. Mm. Wow. I miss you. <laughs> Absolutely delightful i wasn't sure what to expect when i bought this because i've had every time i get the urge for a chip which i wasn't able to find one so i would get you know the knockoff ones i wouldn't even get a box it was the kind of thing i'd get at like a 7-eleven or a gas station when you can buy like a one-off you know what i'm talking about you can buy like a lucy yeah you can look it up yeah so i get those and then it was always disappointing it was always crumbly both the ice cream and the cookie two huge components of a chip which seemed like afterthoughts it was like ugh. We need some ice cream to put between these cookies. Let's get the cheapest ice cream. And I was like, damn, but now we need cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get the cheapest cookies. And it just didn't make for a good product. This, on the other hand, these are great, man. If you want to, uh, instead of eating a pint of Halo Top for 300 calories, grab a Chipwich. Because I'm an adult. <laughs> you had a problem, though, right? I sent you out to, to go find Chipwitches. But in Idaho, they're not there. And as David said, yeah, he's aware of the problem. So he knows that you guys don't have them yet. So what is someone to do? What are you to do if you don't have any chip which is in the freezer? You got to go and make one, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, I've had the. That's usually what I what I grab when I go to the ice cream truck because I want something substantial. I, I don't want just like a, you know, something to lick and it's going to melt in my mouth. So I always grab one of the Nestle Toll House ones. But like you said, I'm, I'm supremely disappointed by them. They're not the best quality as far as I'm concerned. They definitely taste manufactured. There's nothing special about them, but. So what I decided to do, um, <clears throat> because I like to cook and I like to make things, I make really, really good chocolate chip cookies. It's it's not the recipe, it's the process. So I made my own. I made my own chip witch and uh, I, I put it in the freezer. So I made the cookies the other day, kept them in my room. I hid them from the family so they wouldn't eat them. I saved two of them. And last night I made some chocolate chip ice cream. And basically it was just a homemade vanilla ice cream. I crunched up some chocolate chips in the blender and... Uh, put it together, put it in the freezer, hit it in the back just because I've got, you know, two kids that I'm afraid would eat it. And uh, it's been my breakfast this morning. So I'm eating it right now. And I got to tell you, it is friggin' phenomenal. I, I think I really nailed it. I didn't do the, like, roll the ice cream in chocolate chips like the regular chip, which I didn't know that was their process. And I didn't cut any corners. I didn't go healthy. I didn't use low-fat milk. I used, you know, half and half whipping cream and sugar for my ice cream and uh, pulled out all the stops for my cookies. And I got to tell you, this is the best breakfast I remember having in my life. The cookies are soft. Ice cream truck is either you're going to break your teeth on it for the first few bites, and then it's going to run down your fingers for the rest of it. But this is frozen just right. You know, you're able to bite through it. The cookies are, oh, I, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words of how good this is.
I was in such a rush to eat my chipwich before it melted because it's kind of hot in my house. I forgot to even give it a score, MSG. I was, you know, I was just like, I gotta get this thing before it goes. It's like a timer going down in an action movie. Uh, it's it's delicious. I'm giving mine a nine out of ten. You know, so you made your own chipwich, but it's gonna be kind of hard to replicate for someone at home because they would have to. I guess I guess we'll have to post your recipe, right? Like I said, I didn't reinvent the wheel. It's basic recipe for both. Uh both ingredients here, but um, I'm going to have to do this again. This is a really good treat. Um, expensive, you know, buying all the ingredients yourself and, and making it obviously is time consuming and stuff. I'm really looking forward to see how it stacks up against the chip, which so hopefully they're successful and they're able to spread their brand across the country and I can have one of those. But compared to the ice cream sandwiches that I've had, you know, the Nestle ones and the M&M ones and stuff, this, this beats it hands down. No question. Good stuff. You know, Steve, I was baking at, at home. I would have done one thing different than you, and that's I would have made the cookies fresh so I could put the ice cream on some hot cookies. We're snack. Oh, do you want to score your own thing? I mean, it's kind of – you're a little biased, right? It would probably be better if there was some impartial jury know, that could I, come I, by. And I, that crossed my mind. I don't know. I'm. It's either going to be a zero or a ten. And zero just because I don't want to be biased, but ten because this is freaking – unbelievable i'm still eating it and it's it's easy 10 for me wow <laughs> we're snack masters inc you can find this episode and all of our old ones at snackmastersinc.com we're also on itunes stitcher spotify and everywhere podcasts are heard around the world we're on twitter at snackmasters inc <laughs> on, on instagram you can find food photos from this episode as well as mini reviews <laughs> and other great content that's also at snack masters inc if you uh, have a snack suggestion for us or you want to tell us about your experience eating a chip witch snack masters inc at gmail.com msg real quick last night i went and saw solo i wanna buckle up baby you're after something is it revenge money or is it something else if you come with us, you're in this life for good. Why not? Solo, a Star Wars story. And I have some pretty good news for you. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> with the switching of directors, I know people were, people were really concerned about that. The other big concern people had was how Eldritch was going to do his Han Solo, right? Surprisingly... <laughs> I thought mm -hmm. he was the one who did very well in the part, and the guy playing Lando. What is that rapper's name? Oh, God. I See, I'm so out of touch. Childish Gambino. <laughs> so the Childish Gambino, everyone thought he was going to kill it as Lando, and he did a pretty good job, but I felt like he struggled with Lando's accent. He would fall in and out of it. He didn't always nail his, his beats in the scenes. But as a whole, I think that 80% of the movie is, is really, really good. It's a good mouth washer if you still have, like, that green uh, breast milk, <laughs> alien breast milk taste in your mouth. This is, this is, this is good mouthwash because it really respects the old trilogy characters. I know a big complaint about the new trilogy is they're trying to push new characters. Chewbacca got no love in The Last Jedi. He barely had anything to do except for hang out with Porgs, which are obviously inserted after the fact. In this movie, Chewbacca steals the show. So, all good things, great adventure. It's not deep, it's not super meaningful, but if they're gonna pump these things out every single year, then it's fine. Throw some heist movies in there. Throw some adventures in there. I say 7.5, and I'm basing that on like how well I think it'll hold up on rewatch. 
But I would I would encourage you to see it in the theater if you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I've got plans to take my son to it either today or tomorrow. So I'm I'm excited. It's it's encouraging to me that it got your stamp of approval. I know you're a, a hardcore fan and uh, you you hold him to a you know a special place of honor. But you also don't pull any punches in your reviews. So I'm happy that you liked it, and I I'm sure I will too. They were selling it on solo cups, like the red cup drink. So they got creative with their marketing. But well, hey man. This, this has been a packed episode, so... About the movie? Snack Master Jr. <laughs> Chip, which way do we go? <laughs> you want a Chip Witch? Uh-huh. What are they called? A Chip Witch. Chip it's, Sandwich? A Chip Witch. We don't have any Chip Witches. You ate them all. Uh-uh. No, no, we don't have the Chip Witch. Witches. Don't stay there on the horse. See on the chip witches? See on the chip witches? We don't have any chip witches. What is that? That's a burrito. A frozen? Burrito. I don't think that's a good substitute for a chip witch, do you? No way, Jose. Incorporated Snack Master Snack Master You'll be snacking with the Snack Master Snack Master